Stand up for Jesus. Everywhere we look, Jesus is put down. Jesus is ignored. Jesus is put away from our minds in this world, in the classrooms, uh, on the televisions, everywhere. Because a natural man hates the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. Wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as lively or living stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, also it is contained in the Scriptures, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. That's us. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness, into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may... By your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. There's a lot of purpose that God has for our lives in obeying Him and living a life of obedience. Others do see and are watching. As free, verse 16, and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God, honor all men and love the brotherhood. Fear God, honor the King. Servants be subject to you, masters, with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief and suffer suffering wrongly. For what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults you take it patiently? 
But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, now this is acceptable to God. For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guy found in his gal, guile. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. The Father, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, his own tree, which he created, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but now, but are now returned under the shepherd and bishop of your souls. We are so much like sheep in our natures, aren't we? We are. We so often tend to go astray because the grass on the other side of the fence looks greener to us, doesn't it? But it never is, is it? It never is. And praise God that by His drawing power and strength and love that can never fail, will never fail, Verse 25, it's true. For we were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd who will never lose one sheep and bishop of our souls. In other words, he's in control of the destiny. He's in control of the destination of our souls, of us. That's us. These bodies are ours, but they're not us. Our souls are eternal. Our bodies are temporary. All right. The 25th verse that we read in First Peter lets us know that the Lord is our shepherd, that none can separate us from His hand. I do want to say... Uh, this morning, before we go any further, Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. Thank you. Let me say that there are at least three mothers represented here this morning that have gone on to be with the Lord. And we can absolutely praise God for that because each one of them knew and trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And the promises of our Lord are all true. So we honor them also. Certainly we loved our mothers with all our hearts. And we should be so thankful to God for the mothers that he gave us. What a Savior. Provides all that we need, doesn't he? All right. So turn with me back to Psalm. We were in Psalm 16, I believe, last week. We're going to be in Psalm 23 this morning for a little bit. And yes, we've preached on Psalm 23 before many times. We preach the gospel of Jesus Christ here because it is the commission of this church that the Lord Jesus left us. This commission, this duty is to preach 
the gospel of Jesus Christ according to the Scriptures. I hope we don't get bored as the world has with the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ because they want more. It's not enough. They're bored with the teaching of the gospel. And they want more. And many of the churches deliver more and give more. And they have huge crowds. Let me tell you, if it takes even a small alteration from the truth of this book of God to bring in more people into an assembly, then it's a mistake. Paul confessed to the the brethren. He said, I confessed to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The gospel of Jesus Christ will never be boring to us because we'll be praising Him for what He's done for us forever. We think this world and the uh, stars and the universe is past finding out. That has no comparison to God being past finding out. But praise God for what He has revealed to us of Himself in this Word. Oh, the Word of God. It is so important. It is nourishment and food for the spiritual soul. A necessary nourishment and food for the soul. David said in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd. That word Lord there, capital L-O-R-D, is Jehovah, the self-existent one who created all that there ever has been and ever will be. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Shepherd, that word for shepherd is raw, raw. And I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right. But it's one who tends to and cares for a flock. That's what he does for us. He tends to us. Yes, He knows all about us. A lot more about us than we know about ourselves. He knows who we are. He knew, He knows who we're growing into being. He knows our future. Eternally. Boy, isn't He great in past finding out. He knows us inside and out. David depended on him as a shepherd. Did David understand what it took to be a shepherd? Absolutely. Even from a child, David was a type of Jesus Christ as a shepherd of whose sheep? His father's sheep. Yes, he understood what it took to be a shepherd. He understood that everything that his flock of sheep needed, he had to provide. And he was willing to sacrifice of his own life to be there, even in the wilderness where they needed to be, because that's where the food was for them. So basically, as a type of Christ, he gave his life for the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
or have need of anything. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Certainly we we have uh, looked at this so many times it nearly doesn't bear repeating. But the green pastures are the Word of God. The Lord draws us into studying His Word. The Lord draws us into this need for Him because He first loved us. He changed us. He gave us a desire for Him, an affinity for Him. Green pastures represent the Word of God here. You don't hear that very often. Not many people preach on this. But God's Word is alive to those who are alive in Jesus. Those who have been quickened by the Spirit of God or made alive. And so these green pastures, they're alive. They're growing. They contain what the flock of God need. Oh, that we would realize the place that God's Word must have in our lives, in our daily life. There's no other source for truth. Unless they have a Bible, the libraries don't contain what we need to know to live this life. But God's Word does. God's light shines and causes the grass to be green and alive as it draws nutrients and water from the earth. God has enlightened you to see Him in His Word. God has enlightened you to see yourself in His Word and your need for and dependence on Him. So important that we return over and over. We were as sheep gone astray. But now, now, we are returned to the shepherd and bishop, controller of our souls. What a great Savior. He leads me beside the still waters. You know, the Lord told the Samaritan woman that he possessed living water. And he that would partake of that living water that he possessed and provided would never thirst again. That living water is life in him, isn't it? It is. The tree of life, you know, it grows in the midst of the river of God that flows from the throne of God. What does that river provide? Life. Life. The life is found in Him. He's the bishop of my soul. So He leadeth me into life in Him. He leadeth me beside the still waters. What grew beside the still waters in the Garden of Eden, the tree of life, wasn't it? Absolutely. The tree of life. He is the tree of life. Again, He deserves all the praise and glory, doesn't He? 
He restores my soul. My spirit fails, doesn't it? But his does not. As a sheep who drifts off from the path that the shepherd has them on, he restores us, doesn't he? He won't lose one sheep. We have great confidence in him. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I like to notice here that as I walk through this life, unless the Lord comes back soon or before, then I shall go through death. But it's only going to be the shadow of death. Because death has no hold on me. Because my Savior has defeated death. He's defeated hell. He's defeated the grave. The grave can't hold me either. Because my Bible tells me to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, my Savior. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because as Brother Chuck was saying earlier, and reading earlier, wherever we go, it doesn't matter because He's going to be with us. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. That's a wonderful thing. Even when we're alone, we're not alone. God is always with us. We can always depend on His presence. Oh, what a great provider he is. He said, Why fear ye those who can only hurt the flesh? You'd be better off to fear he who can kill both the body and the soul. That's the beginning of wisdom, isn't it? It is the fear of God Almighty, the Creator of all things. Ezekiel 34:14 says, I will feed them in a good pasture, and upon the high mountains of Israel shall their fold be. There shall they be in a good fold, and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains, the high places of Israel. Where did Moses go? to meet God and to receive the commandments of God. He went up into the mountains, didn't he? The high places. Let me tell you, for me, here in the assembly of the Lord Jesus Christ is a high place on this earth. It's a high place where it can come up out of the things of the world that plagued us all week and be fed from a fat and rich pasture, the Word of God. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I've said before, preaching on this chapter, that the rod was for straightening or chastisement, protection, guidance, and the staff 
but the same. But we're told that whenever the shepherd gathered the sheep together from the pasture, that as they passed through an opening into the place that the shepherd had designated for them to be in for safety, that they passed under the rod. And as they passed under the rod, it was noted who they were. We were accounted as sheep, the Bible tells us. What a blessing that is to know. God not only knows you, but He's aware of you and where you are. And He puts you in the place He has designated for you. For your good. As we're told in Romans, all things work together for good to those that love the Lord. Those that are the called for what? His purpose. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. We talked about that already. Living this life, serving the Lord, others you do see. Our enemies see. And the Lord can change their hearts. That they see that it must be God who leads and directs us in this path. With man it's impossible. But with God all things are possible. Won't you trust in Him this morning? In Him alone. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I believe that oil represents the Spirit of God that He gives us and who lives within us. My cup runneth over. I'll tell you, as Brother Chuck says often, my cup runneth over and I drink from the saucer because God has so bountifully Bless me. Now, in view of all of those verses, now surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's my mama's favorite verse out of the whole Bible. And I've heard it from her lips many, many times my whole life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That word surely is not based on me. That word surely there is not based on my ability, on my endurance, on my will to do. No, it's based on my shepherd who cannot fail. He is goodness, isn't he? All goodness, true goodness, comes from him. There's no other source. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Oh, and here's the wonderful blessing. I will dwell in the house of the Lord eternally. A house that He's prepared. And as He leads His sheep into this house, they're accounted for. He's not going to lose not one. He is a great shepherd. Oh, I'll tell you. We depend on Him, don't we? I hope we do. I hope we never 
grow tired of hearing that Jesus Christ, as the Son of God that He is, was sent to this earth. And He lived a perfect life. That's why His blood was precious. There was no sin in His body. Not any. I hope we never grow tired of hearing that He gave that perfect life for us because He loved us before the foundation of the world and because we were His, a gift from God the Father. None to be lost. I hope we never grow tired of hearing that He hung on the cross of Calvary in agony and in pain for you and for me. That He shed that blood for you and for me, that precious blood. And that He gave up the ghost because He claimed, proclaimed that it was finished. But then on the third day, I hope we always rejoice in knowing that He rose from the dead, defeating death, hell, and grave for me and for you. Oh, He's a great Savior, isn't He? We are born of incorruptible seed and that's the spiritual birth and that's also in 1 Peter chapter 1 23 I believe physically we were born of corruptible seed that's why we're sinful that's why we're in need of a savior the savior oh but when he saves us when he quickens us we are born of uncorruptible seed what's the seed that's been planted in your heart it's the word of God isn't it it's incorruptible man can change it all he wants but God's word will forever stand as it is as he has given it to us he's a great shepherd Let's praise Him this morning as such and depend on Him. That's what He's given us. He's given us the knowledge of our need for Him. Oh, as we depend on Him and walk in His ways, we are being conformed to the image of His Son as in Romans 8 we're told. And who does the conforming? The potter the self-existent Savior, Jehovah.